0: Not what it seems. Today is June 29th. My guy, how are we doing?
1: Been better. Yanks aren't looking too hot right now. So, uh,
0: you know, it's we'll been tough to way. watch.
1: But, hey, you're still in first, though. So
0: We're still in first. Got the Subway Series come this weekend, though. Yeah, I know probably that, our man. non-New York listeners are not interested in yeah. that. But <laughs> I live over in the Bronx. So, I know, yeah. I think DeGrom is missing it. He's going Thursday. But- is he? Ah, oh, man. Yeah,
1: hopefully, uh, hopefully for the next Subway Series, we can get a uh, Cole de Degrom because I was really
0: hoping for that for this one. But no, absolutely. Maybe,
1: maybe something will happen. Maybe he'll like want to do it. He'll ask for an extra day rest or something. You never know.
0: Hey, I'm more than happy for that. Uh, yeah. Give me your favorite thing you saw last week.
1: Well, I mean, some of these things kind of happened right after we recorded last week, but everybody saw that pitchers started getting checked for substances. So, uh, Max Scherzer was pretty funny. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Joe Giordi was, was, like, asking for it. I mean, Scherzer's face, man, you know, we've seen him, man. Like, he's crazy when he's pitching, so, like, he was pissed. Yeah. Um, Did you see Sergio Romo?
0: That was pretty funny to me, too. He just literally ripped his
1: pants off, like, (laughs) um... And not that this is like my favorite thing, but it's the first guy that did get ejected was Hector Santiago. I think it was two or three days ago Yeah. for using a substance, apparently. Apparently, he doesn't think he was using one and neither did the manager. So he hasn't uh, been suspended yet. I think they I saw them like take his glove and put it in like a bag and like send it into the league or something. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen here, but it's still interesting. (laughs) You know, I I don't know.
0: Yeah, we we talked about this last week, so I'm not gonna go on a whole rant about it. But like, obviously, yeah. we're like, we're not. This is kind of dumb. Like the end, of just the way it was implemented. It's just the middle of the season, and like, it's just <laughs> I'm just not for it. And yeah, I no. guess Santiago is the first uh, first victim. Yeah,
1: so that's uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if he gets suspended or not. I saw also like they did something with Diego Castillo on the Rays. They like took yeah, his there. hat, but they didn't eject him. They gave him a new hat to wear or something, and like. I don't know. i like I was listening to a podcast and like Tyler Glasnow was talking about how like sinker ballers never really use sticky sticky stuff or whatever. And like okay. apparently Castillo is a big sinker baller. If anyone's not really familiar with him, he throws a lot of sinkers. Mm. So like the fact that they took his hat really didn't make much sense because I think you want the ball to kind of fly off your hands instead of sticking when you're throwing a sinker, so it like moves okay. away more or whatever. That's what Tyler Glasnow was like saying, and I was like I guess it makes sense. And then he's the guy that they took the hat from. So it's like, really? Like, how does that make any sense? <laughs> I
0: don't know. Well, I have but, a weird uh, one this week, too. Um, so Zach, Mc- Zach McKinstry on the Dodgers, he had come back from the aisle recently. And he was struggling a little bit. Um, and then he had a grand slam the other day. But so they were looked, the, the team was looking into why he was struggling. And they noticed as he was swinging, he was closing his eyes. So like, and he was, and then she was talking, McKinstry was talking about, it. he was like, yeah, I've actually had, this has been a problem since I was a kid. I was like, what? <laughs> You've been swinging with your eyes closed?
1: Like, how do you even make it this far? <laughs> like,
0: no, that's what I'm thinking. I guess it's not all the time, but he yeah, was like, yeah. yeah, sometimes when I'm like coming back from injuries, I'll like close my eyes to like pay more attention to my body or whatever. And then, yeah, Dave Roberts was like, yeah, well, it was good. Cause you know, I might not have hit the grand slam. But his eyes was closed. Like he's like, yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't
1: know. I've just I've never seen anything like it. Does he like? Does he wear glasses? He does, right? Does he wear those goggles so. or no? I so
0: think so. Like, yeah.
1: maybe he has like eye issues where like he something to do with that. I don't, I don't know. I didn't. I haven't seen that. So that's kind of blowing my mind right now. Honestly,
0: I, I doesn't really make really sense. Like it. Well, yeah.
1: hopefully he straightens it out a little bit.
0: Hopefully, <laughs> you open your eyes, Zach. <laughs> I would hope so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, get into – we'll flip the order a little bit this week. We'll go stat of the week um, now. So, recently, Cubs through combined no-hitter. It was a few days ago, I believe. And it was the first no-hitter where the opposing lineup had three former MVPs. So, really? you had Pujols in there, you had Betts, and Thanks. Bellinger. So, wow. yeah, kind of interesting. And then the other little part of that, too, was – so, Kimbrel <laughs> – we'll talk a little more about – this game yeah. later on but Kimball closed it out and he's <laughs> like yeah I actually had no idea it was no
1: hitter." <laughs> that was crazy like I heard him say that and I was just like I mean you've been sitting in the fucking bullpen the whole game and you've seen a bunch of guys on like I guess maybe you're not really paying that much attention but
0: you think I, I if there's
1: no header going on everyone in the bullpen's talking about it so what was he just like ignoring everybody like you know, I don't know. And that was kind of I've strange. Heard,
0: I've heard NBA players sometimes, like, they'll have, like, a historic performance, and they'll be like, yeah, I actually wasn't paying attention to my points I had. Right, so, right, I mean, right. I I guess. I, I guess it makes sense. I don't...
1: Because, like, I think it was Contreras catching, and, like, he kind of, like, was celebrating. He, like, ran out to Kimbrel or whatever, and Kimbrell <laughs> just, like, high-fived him and was kind of looking at him weird. <laughs> like,
0: Oof. what's up, dude? Like, Cringe.
1: <laughs> but, hey, That's... they still got it, so...
0: No, no, it didn't affect him, but... um, No. Well, <laughs> cool, cool. I guess having a come yeah. comeback student for him, but
1: especially against the Dodgers, though that's kind of nuts with the three MVPs. Though that's the craziest oh, yeah. part about it. Like, no, how do you know hit a team that has Betts and Bellinger? I mean, even Pujols, obviously he's not the same, but like he's still Albert Pujols. Like,
0: I mean, I don't know. I'm and assuming... I, I saw
1: too that that was the first time he's ever been a part of a team that got no hit too for Pujols. Really, he's been
0: around. And like a while. his, yeah, he's
1: forty-one. I mean, he's played what twenty-one seasons, I think. So first time ever. So that's kind of nuts too. Yeah, interesting. Um, that must have sucked for him <laughs> to never have yeah. to go through that until you're like forty-one years old on a team like the Dodgers too. Like that never happened to him. Like on the Angels, like you'd think that no, you would happen. No, you would think
0: on that team um, that would be the one. Yeah. Yeah, interesting stuff. So approaching the end of June, we'll probably be releasing this on July first, I believe. But yeah. we're another month down. We're looking at the standards right now for our first place. You have. Boston, White Sox, Astros, Mets, Brewers, Giants. Just take a look at these. What surprised you the most, whether it's first place teams or whoever? What, and, what I mean,
1: the Giants, I think, are the most interesting team in baseball right now because yeah. they are the first team of 50 wins. They have the best record in baseball. Um, they have a two and a half game lead over L.A., four game lead over San Diego. I mean, they're just doing their thing. And it's really going to be interesting come deadline time. What happens with them? um you know i think another interesting part actually is that like in the al east there are four teams that are above 500 yeah And it's still including the yankees i'm kind of happy about that right. but we're
0: not playing good at all so they're hanging um, there seven and a half back right now as we record yeah
1: i mean you know what's what's very interesting is like you guys still have to make up some games actually and like not to just compare the Yankees to the Mets but like we have 40 wins and you guys have 40 wins but the difference is like you guys have 34 losses and we have 38 and like plus your division is like a shit show so like I mean in your division you got the Nats in second place at exactly 500 three games out um and then like the Braves the Phillies and the Marlins are all below 500 but like I would say everyone in like division is projected to be a playoff team at the beginning of the year. So that's another whole thing. That's just a division that like, I'm not going to even pay attention to until like the last month, because I really don't even know. We keep saying this every time it could be flopped. And like, last time we did this, the nationals were in last place and they've moved up three spots and now they're in second. I mean, you know, that, that's just interesting. I think like the Marlins kind of fell out now they're eight and a half out. Um, you know, there's actually a trade we're going to talk about a little bit later. They did just trade a couple guys, so they could really start to sell. Um, we don't really know. But, you know, I think another interesting part about the Yanks, though, is that, like, the Mariners currently have more wins than we do. Which I
0: noticed that this morning.
1: That's... <laughs> That'll tell you something right there. So, uh... Rip. I mean, what I think... do you think is the most interesting part of this? I don't know.
0: So, a, a couple of things. I-, I think Cleveland right now, they're two and a half out of the first they're yeah. at 42 and 33 i mean they're hanging in there white Sox are yeah. good but not like amazing so i mean always said they keep trading guys they keep trading like their entire team and they're still find a way to yeah. to make it happen so we'll keep an eye on them other thing too in the nl west now you have san diego in third place with 47 wins like that'd be good enough yeah. to be first in a lot of in- these divisions.
1: In every NL division, at least, besides their own. Like, if they were in the Central, there would be a game above the Brewers. And in the NL East, I mean, they'd be seven games out of you guys, so.
0: Oh, yeah. And Um, so you have three teams in the division now that are on pace for at least 95 wins. So, I mean, that's got to be one of the most, like, top-heavy, like, divisions I've seen in a while.
1: It reminds me of, I think, probably 2015 or 16, when the NL Central, it was the Cardinals, the Pirates, and the Cubs all made the playoffs. And I think like the Pirates might have been, no, the Cubs were like in third. And I think they had like 98 wins or something. And the other two teams had it went like above 100 win records. So like mm. that doesn't happen very often. But you, I remember because it was Cubs, Pirates in Pittsburgh for the wild card game. And then I think the Cardinals won the division that year or maybe the Brew. I don't even remember who, but like you don't see that very often. So, like, I think maybe a few years ago, too, Boston, Yankees, and the Rays all made the playoffs in the same right. year, too. But still, it's it's interesting. Um, Boston's in first.
0: That, that one's still surprising. It's another surprise,
1: man. Like, them and the Giants, I feel like, are the two most surprising teams in the baseball this, this season. Um, I mean, we just got swept this weekend in Fenway, so that was just, like, atrocious baseball by the Yankees. But Boston, give them credit, man. They, like played really well against us they're hitting i mean they blew up Garrett Cole that's another thing we're going to talk about a little bit later hunt but um yeah you know that was a game we had to win when cole's on the mound if we lost the first two that's supposed to get us at least not a sweep and like they swept us mm-hmm. um you know i think minnesota is still surprising to me i don't know what you think about them yeah <laughs> there is 11 and, very, and a half like, out right now that's good for third place but like detroit and kansas city are 12 out so it's they're not
0: very far ahead um i think they're done
1: yeah i mean the reds are finally above 500 i think for the first time in a while um i I
0: keep on saying they're good like i i don't i feel like they should be better than this
1: yeah no i agree like especially with Winker and castellanos i mean it's just like we say this every week they're probably going to be the starting left and right fielders for the all-star game I don't know if they're gonna have any other All Stars. Yeah. I know like some other guys have been okay. Like Vado's been pretty good since he came back. Yeah. Um. You know, it's just I don't know what the deal is with the Reds, but um, St. Louis is interesting too, though. They're 38 and 41. They're below 500. Um. Mm. That's a surprise. I mean, you think with Arenado, Goldschmidt, Yachty, like the yeah. young guys they got, o- O'Neill, yeah, Flaherty being hurt, I think is killing them. I think he's out mm-hmm. right now, isn't he? I'm pretty sure that's not. He might That's be. not helping. I mean, wayno has been pretty good, actually. That's not an issue there. Um, like, he was kind of off and on to begin the year, but I think he's been pretty solid his past few starts, so uh, good to see out of him.
0: But. And then, as we wrap this up, if you're looking at non the non-playoff teams right now, who do you think is most likely to turn around and slip in?
1: Man, I, I mean, I not to sound biased, but, like, I really... I think the Yanks are going to figure something out, man. I... If we don't, I mean, this offseason is going to be very interesting because I don't know what Cashman would do. Like, you're going to have to change something if we don't make the playoffs. I'm surprised he hasn't made a trade yet. I think he's going to try to make at least one big trade, and hopefully that'll help. I mean, it's like, again, Toronto, Tampa, and Boston can all get cold, we could get hot. And then a good week and a bad week by them, we're right back in it. But... The way that Boston's been playing and the way that Tampa's been playing, I don't know. Um, But I I think the Yanks, man, I, I do. I just think like we haven't fired on all cylinders yet. And like, it's possible that we just don't the whole year. Now that it's been three months, you never know. But I, I think they
0: just got to turn it around. But uh, I don't
1: know. What do you think?
0: I think, yeah, I I mentioned Cleveland. I got to go with them. I think whether they catch the White Sox where they catch who is it, Oakland, Tampa for that for the yeah, wild yeah, spot. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think they find a way. I with their pitching.
1: Yeah, Beaver's been
0: great. I agree. Um and I feel like I think the play- offense is just good enough to get it done for them. So
1: yeah, I think like Reyes comes back soon too from his yeah, injury. Yeah, so he that help. Um yeah. Also, I just want to give a shout out to Houston. They were just very hot the past two weeks. I think they won like 10 out of 14 or something crazy like that. They
0: look very good.
1: Um, You know, again, we're never going to get that feeling out of us that we don't like them, but you can't take away the fact that they've been playing really good baseball and they overtook the A's. I think that's very important. What do you, okay. So do you think the A's ever take it back or is Houston not letting it up anymore?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like the A's are just too pesky. I, I they're yeah, just like, like a weird team like that. They're just not going to go away.
1: Like, I feel like they're just going to be right there. I just don't know if the A's are ever going to get first place back. Like Houston, like the A's might get a wild card, but I don't know if they ever go ahead of Houston. I don't know. Unless they get cold. It's just that that's interesting because that division sucks. So like, yeah. You know, like we said, Seattle's above 500, but the A's and the Astros are going to be battling it out. Seattle is going to drop off eventually. So, yeah. Um, it's interesting, though, now that it's halfway through the season, I think you can kind of look at the standings a little bit more seriously than we did probably about a month ago or the month before that even. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, well see we'll back in the end, at end the of July now, and see yeah. what's changed. That'll be the trade deadline, too. So we're going to be talking about a lot of trades about a month from now. So. Oh, yeah.
0: Definitely. be interesting. Well, you just mentioned the trade deadline, so we'll continue with that a little bit. If you look at the American League and a potential trade happen, wh- what do you like?
1: Um, well, it, as much as it hurts me to say this as I was just talking about the Yanks making the playoffs, I think Toronto's going to try to make a move for some pitchers. Yeah. Um, so they need yeah, to. They I mean, they they have Ryu. Um, Ray has been better this year, but he's not someone I'd count on because it kind of hasn't been consistent over his career. Um, no. Man, I'm saying that Toronto acquires Jose Barrios and Taylor Rogers from the twins. Um, mm. As much as a lot of people probably believe the twins could maybe snap out of this as good as they've been. I believe it's time for them to wave the white flag. I mean, I think it's just, you got to give up on the season and start over this off season. Um, maybe even start over at the deadline, get a bunch of prospects for these guys. They're both free agents after 2022. So you'd have them for a year and a half for Toronto so that would also mean for the Twins, Toronto would probably have to give up a decent amount. Um, they may even give up some guys that are actually on the team right now, like maybe Gritchick or someone like that, because of the surplus of outfielders they have. Now that Springer came back. Um, but listen, like Barrios is having great bounce back seasons. He's got a 3.41 ERA, 9.6 K per nine over 15 games. Um, he's got a career ERA of 4.10 um last year he had an even four era in the shortened year but obviously again he's having a better year this year and having ryu as a mentor i feel like would help him a lot too because i feel like having maeda as a mentor is helping him right now but maeda is kind of having an off season so like you don't i don't know i don't see him sticking around yeah and um kirby yates went down with tommy john so i think rogers has a lot of closing experience he'd be a perfect guy to be the closer out there in toronto 48 career saves, seven so far this year. Think mm. about that for a second. That's how bad the Twins have been. They're a closer, who became the closer probably about a couple of weeks after the season because of Calumet not being good. But still, only seven saves. That's when you know the team yeah. ain't good. <laughs> but um, he a career ERA of 3.06. So he's obviously been there, done that in the big save situations. And he's never had a per K-9 below 9.4. He only, had, he only had once in 2017, and that was it. Plus, Rodgers is a lefty, not many lefty closers, so we give the Jays a different look out of the pen, Mm. too, at the end of the game, just like the Yankees have Chapman. But there's not too many other lefty closers, I feel like, so that could be beneficial for them.
0: I think they definitely need someone like Barrios, but I would would say they still need at least one more, like, star pitcher on that rotation. Like, Barrios is going to help. But I'm trying to think of like other aces they could go for. Maybe maybe you have to wait till the offseason, depending on what it looks like. But even if you give me like Burrios, Ryu, Ray, like that's still leaving something to be desired.
1: I think the biggest hole in their team is the fact that Pearson isn't pitching again. I think he's hurt right now. He was supposed Mm -hmm. to come up and be the star this year behind Ryu. That didn't happen. So like he pitched a little bit, but then he got hurt. Not sure exactly when he'll come back, but again, he's not even a guy you can really count on, man. Like he has pitched probably a total of like 10 games in his career. Obviously he was a stud in the minor leagues, but like, even if he comes back that rotation still has a lot to ask for it. Like Barrios has pitched in the playoffs. Obviously he pitched against us. He actually didn't pitch horribly. We ended up winning the game late. I think a couple of years ago when he pitched against us. Yeah. I mean, it's again, like his career era is 4.10. Is that like, were you level? No, but I would say I would call that like a, Maybe a two starter, but a three starter for right. sure. So, yeah. you know, it would help. But I agree with you. They would definitely need a another bigger pitcher out there.
0: Yeah, because right now the strategy is just you have to outscore everyone. you just have to fall <laughs> yeah. out on offense? Because and like
1: they, they have been, but like yeah, they no, they can I continue? Work. Like, yeah.
0: I mean it's it's um, worked that they're forty and thirty six. So like they've been right. good, but
1: Yeah. They haven't been what they were hoping to be. Um, right so i obviously too another thing that would have probably helped them right now is if they had michael brantley because that almost happened and then it didn't happen remember in the offseason true, true um because he's been raking for houston this year um, houston so they, bad obviously effort. yeah yeah so they wish they had him but I, I i just still think these two pitchers would help them i don't think it would propel them up to first in the division but it would definitely be a start so
0: that's who i got for the al yeah what about nl who are you looking at
1: um nl we we talked about the giants last week i said they could acquire kyle schwarber who we'll talk about him a little later on too he's going to tear but um let's say that trade doesn't happen or that trade does happen and they still want to make some more moves i say being miami is kind of dropping off a little bit they might sell jesus aguilar and I think that would be a perfect fit in San Francisco. Um, hmm. Brandon Bell just was placed on the IL with knee issues. I don't know exactly what, but he's seeking a second opinion. So that's never good.
0: No, that's um, a bad
1: sign. And the best team in the league needs a solid starting first baseman, you know. Yeah. Um, and listen, Aguilar is currently top five for RBIs in the National League with 51. Um Right now, he's hitting 260. He's got 12 homers, 51 RBIs, like I said, and a 773 OPS over 73 games played. So he's played almost every game for them, too. Um, And listen, over his career, he's kind of had some up and down years. Obviously, with the Brewers, he was an all-star once. He was in the Home Run Derby that time. Yeah. But his 162-game average is a 259 batting average, 24 bombs, 85 RBIs, and an 800 even OPS. So right now, he's pretty much right on par with those numbers. Halfway through the year, he's got 12 homers. The RBI on pace is probably closer to 185 right now for this year. So uh, mm. he's been solid for Miami. Kind of interesting the fact that like he's in the top five for RBIs and they're still like eight and a half games out. True. Um, because like he's I think he had a chance to start the All-Star game if the Marlins weren't doing that bad, but everyone's looking at, like, other guys. Um, yeah. And listen, but, like, is not even bad defensively either. A lot of people think he would be because he's, like, a big dude over there. But um, he has a career 992 fielding percentage at first. Brandon Belt has a career 994. So it's pretty much the same thing. And I think Belt's won some Gold cool gloves before, too. Like, Aguilar's not that much worse than him. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, I think – and he's obviously known for, like, a great clubhouse presence, Aguilar. Like, he's a fun guy. He just does this funny shit all the time. Like, even with Milwaukee, him and Yelich or whoever, like, now in Miami, him and, like, Miggy Rojas, Jazz Chisholm. Like, you see yeah. that he's a great veteran guy to have around the young guys too. So, I think for a first-place team, they need a first baseman, especially if Belt's going to be out for a while. And this would be a perfect fit for me.
0: Yeah. Like, I think Miami, there's no point falling to him unless you really just want, like, a veteran presence for guys like Chisholm and all them. But, I mean, yeah, they're in last. I I don't see how they're going to really turn around if you look at that team. So, yeah, I think think he's a good fit in San Francisco if they're really trying to make a push.
1: I think, too, uh, I saw earlier this year when Miami went out to San Francisco, Aguilar homered twice in that series
0: at Oracle Hmm. Park.
1: So big ballpark, but so is Miami. So obviously, he's used to hitting in a big ballpark with the homers that he's hitting. So, uh, true, you know, I think I mean, again, he would just be a perfect fit with those veterans out there, too. Cause like he's a veteran and like you don't want a veteran waiting team early, but somehow the Giants are making it work with that. So, yeah. Why not add another one? <laughs> I mean, I don't see why he's, not.
0: He's sneaky good. Like the more I think about it, he actually has had a pretty good career he has like i remember that year with milwaukee was amazing but
1: yeah then he played good with tampa and he had a great year last year with the marlins and again this year he's actually on my fantasy team this year too so Mm. i picked him up a while ago because i saw he started getting hot again and he's been great ever since so uh, yeah
0: real steady guy so yes maybe he goes to a playoff team we'll see
1: yeah hopefully
0: all right get into who's hot who's not who you got for hot right now
1: uh, hot. I got a guy over on in, in San Diego, Jake Cronenworth. Um, very underrated part of that team. Uh, yes. right now in his past 15 games, so about two weeks, he's hitting 362, six homers, 13 RBIs, and a 1.27 OPS. Um, also, in my opinion, Cronenworth was snubbed out of the all star finalists for second base. Obviously, he could still be a reserve, but the final guys over there were Albies, Lux, who like we talked about Lux, but coronavirus numbers are way better than
0: year. yeah coronavirus and
1: uh, um i think i forget who the other one was but it was uh you know coronavirus should be there especially because he's shown all this power like as of late because like last year he showed some power but like this year he kind of started out slow in the power department now i think he has over 10 homers this year as a second baseman in san Mm. diego i mean obviously Tatis, Machado, Hosmer, Grisham, everybody else like kind of overlooks him a little bit, but yeah. he's a big
0: part of that team. So, uh, he also doesn't strike out a lot either. So yeah, he
1: doesn't. Oh, no. um, that's why I feel like he's different than a lot of guys there too. Like not that Tatis strikes out a ton, but he strikes out a decent amount because he's a power hitter. Yeah. Like Machado too. And like, mm-hmm. uh, Will Myers obviously strikes out a lot. Um, Hosmer makes contact too. But um, still, I think Cronenworth's been hot, and he deserved to be an all-star. But he still could be. So, that's who I got hot-wise right now. What about you?
0: Bro, I got a guy who's fucking hot right now. Kyle Schwarber now. 14 yeah. homers in his last 16 <laughs> games. And, if like, you know, I, I, it's <laughs> half of them have come against the Mets. I think in his last yeah. three games against us, he has seven. I, I don't I don't know. Like I remember when he came up, it was like he was like the, he was a big deal, and then he's kind of had like yeah. an okay career. But like my God, I don't know. I remember I texted you about the other because I had no idea he was yeah. actually doing this. Well, I was like, I know. He's like I was Schwarber is fourteen, is us sixteen.
1: Bro. Like I think that Bonds. And someone else are like the only two guys to ever even be close to this. Schwarber might have even outdid them with 14. I think Bonds and whoever else did it. It might have even been Ruth. I don't remember. But it was like either they had like 12 and something or like 13 and something. And like Schwarber now has 14 and 16 games. And like, has he had like, he had a three homer game against you guys at some point. Then he had two last night right mm. i think he had two against you guys last night um, one of those pitches too i don't know if you were watching the game at all i kind of was flicking through the channels last night one of them yeah. almost like hit him and he like just fucking swung an in inside pitch and like hit it out i was like dude what?
0: Bro, i mean he's he like a,
1: yeah.
0: is he a free agent at the end of the year wow, wow. he's
1: yeah yeah they signed to a one-year deal so he's,
0: he's probably he's, at what like 22 23 homers right now like that you probably would have like penciled them for him for like the whole season
1: yeah no definitely i feel like his past few years he's averaged about that maybe closer to 30 but like i don't think he's had maybe he's had a little bit above 30 like once in his career this year i mean wouldn't be surprised if he hits close to 50 like at this point um so if he keeps this up i know he's a streaky guy but yeah he could totally keep it up and this could be what the cubs were waiting for
0: all those years oh yeah it just so happens
1: to be coming with the Nats.
0: so Of course, of course, against us. Uh, And also, honorable mention, Shohei Ohtani has eight home runs in his last 12 games. Very pedestrian next to Kyle Schwarber, but. Hey,
1: fun fact about that, too. He homered against us yesterday in the Bronx, and it was his hardest hit home run of his whole career. It was like 117.8 miles an hour off the bat. Um, Yeah, I was watching that and uh, they were like, yeah, so apparently this is like his hardest hit ball ever or like home run ball ever. So, uh I mean, dude, so, like, scouting report on him, too, last night, was that, like, he hit sinkers really well. So, like, Mike King was pitching for us, so he didn't really throw many sinkers at all. But he okay. also, obviously, we know Otani can hit off speed, so it's a full fucking count, and he just throws a slider perfectly down and an in, and Otani just rips it, and, like, it was crushed. I mean, he's a, he's on another level. Him and Schwarber right now, it's just, like...
0: And, like... I, I try not to guess him up too much because the MLB markets him so much and everyone talks about him. So, I try not to overdo it, but, like, he's just ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean – I, mean,
1: I think he's projected to have a war of about 12 in this season. That's, that's... Like, because of his pitching, too. Like, it's going to combine. Like, that is just unbelievable. That would surpass Bonds. Like, I mean, I'm just crazy that Bonds was close to that just hitting-wise. <laughs> but um, still yeah. – Otani is probably going to win the MVP. And if not, it sucks for Vladi, I think, because Otani is probably going to win there. it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, good honorable mention, though, i got to tell you.
0: Yeah, no, truly. It's a tough, <laughs> tough competition yeah. this week for hot. But what about yeah. who's not? Who do you got?
1: Uh, man, I got a guy I'm a big fan of, but he's kind of not doing too good. Um, even this weekend against us, he wasn't great. Guy in the Red Sox going with Alex Verdugo. Uh, great dude. Love him, uh, but he's hitting one thirty six, three for twenty two his last seven games. No homers, no RBIs, four seventy eight OPS. So, uh, I you know he'll probably get it going, but it's I I like him a lot. I loved him when he was in LA too, and uh, yeah, it sucks to see him do bad because like he's such a big, like he's almost like Willie Adamas in the sense that like he gets the clubhouse going. I feel like or the guys in the mm-hmm. dugout, but like he's still doing that even though he's doing bad, which I love. Like I love when guys do that. So uh yeah. You know, it's, it's always great, though, when you get to do that and you're doing good. So even though he's on the Red Sox, I'm hoping that he turns it around pretty soon.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's helping them at least because they're they're yeah. doing fine without him hitting. Yeah, so exactly. At least, at least his yeah. presence yeah. is helping, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you talking about that Yankees-Red Sox series a little bit um, from my guy, from my slumping guy, Guevara Torres now since June 13th. I don't know how many games that is, but two for 34. Uh, strikeout numbers are up. He's not look
1: good. And I don't know what it is. Uh, He kind of went through a little bit of a hot stretch for like a couple weeks before that. And now it's just like no one has been cold with him. Um, I think he went 0 for 4 again last night. I don't even know what to say because I was such a huge fan of him when he first came up. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know what's going on.
0: I mean, we were talking about this a little bit a couple of weeks ago. Like, I feel like ever since 2019, he really hasn't looked the same, but at least last year, he was like, Oh, no, he hasn't. average, at least. He wasn't, he wasn't even at a poor season.
1: Yeah, no. No, I mean, like, he was hurt for a while last year, too. Plus, it was a shortened year. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to give him like excuses either, but could it be like, Deaden the deadened balls i mean like i don't want to give him an excuse like that but like he used to be such a power hitter and uh now all of a sudden he's just like not so like i don't understand if he's not using his hips right or if it's the ball it's just like he's not driving the ball that's the issue and i don't know yeah why.
0: but i mean I, I guess to counter that though if you, he's striking out more and was right what i said two for 34 so i mean yeah maybe yeah. the power is down but he's also just like not even making contact so
1: No, and uh, I don't know why. I feel like maybe – I just feel like they need to move him to second base, but then we would have to trade people. Like, I don't know if he needs to – as much as I would hate to see him go, I don't know if he needs to be a part of a trade and he needs to just change the scenery and we get someone else to play shortstop because I love him, dude. I mean, you remember his great years in 18 and 19. He played great in the postseason. Even last year, he had great postseason numbers um people forget that because he's been so bad this year and he was bad during the season last year he had a few big homers for us in the playoffs last year against the Rays I think against Cleveland he had one too um he's clutch too like in the playoffs he's always been good (laughs) I don't know how to I don't know man he's just got to try to make contact but like then if he do if he's doing that then he's just gonna get weak contact like I don't know what he's gonna do I don't know if he maybe has to change his swing like We talked about Gary, I think, last week or the week before, how he's changed Mm -hmm. his swing a little bit, and he's gotten better. Like, you can't just change his swing, like, in a day. But, like, maybe he's trying to, and maybe he'll just click, and it'll just finally get there. I don't know. Because, like, everyone on the Yankees says he's, like, getting to the field early, working with our hitting coaches and stuff. So, it's not that he's not putting the work in. I just – you know, it's tough to see, man. I don't know.
0: Yeah, baseball is a game of adjustments, so. Yeah. I don't know. But – I want to touch a little bit on the home run derby. So we don't have all the participants announced yet at the time of recording this, but right now we have Otani, Pete Alonzo, Trey Mancini and Trevor story. So four spots remaining. I mean, you have guys like Vladdy who said he's not going to participate. I mean, Gosh. I wish yeah, you had, no, nah, that's a shame, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. So only one of these participants is in the top five for home run totals I, I don't know. It's kind of an underwhelming group so far. I don't know. I don't know what I want to hear. Yeah, like
1: I don't know how to like. I don't know if it's like underwhelming. It's like obviously all the guys there are like power hitters, but like not all of them have been like that good this year. Like power wise, they've been good, but like you know, obviously Shohei twenty six homers leads the league. I mean, yeah, he deserves to be in it. But like I feel like it's kind of changed recently than what it had been where they used to i feel like try to pick the guys with the most homers like in the season that's just what they did Mm -hmm. like now it's like more you just want the show and like i get that alonzo won the last one too so like that one i don't care as much about really because like they used to do how if you won you were like a captain and like you would automatically be in it the next year if you won if you wanted to be like i remember cano did it a few years in a row or people did it a few years in a row, like prince fielder or something like that yeah um like, I kind of wish it was the top home run hitters in the league all just did it. But uh-huh. I know that like some of them don't want to, like Vladi literally said he doesn't want to. So then what? Like, you know, I don't know. But I think it's cool that they invited Mancini to do it because a year ago, Mancini was fighting cancer. So, yeah, um, I think uh, that'll be really cool. And um, obviously Trevor Story is the best player on the Rockies and it's in course fields. So that kind of makes sense. They usually try to get a guy from the hometown stadium do it so
0: yeah i guess it's fine he only has nine
1: though i mean
0: i know he was hurt for a while too but
1: yeah i agree with
0: you like nine but
1: yeah yeah i don't know
0: who would uh who would you want to round out a couple guys you want to round out the final few spots um
1: hmm. i mean obviously the obvious answers are like stanton and judge but like Obviously, I don't think they're doing it yet, or else they would have said they were. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm. Think. I'm going to go a little bit outside the box here. I'm going to go Matt Olson. I think I would okay. love to see Matt Olson do it. Um, we talked about him a little bit. I think last week he's been solid. Uh, great power numbers this year. Um, another one I that I think I would love to see is Rafael Devers. Um, that kid can hit the ball to the moon. So yeah. Um, especially in Coors Field. Like, I'm trying to think of guys that hit long, long home runs, like, to begin with. Um, Hmm. Obviously, too, one that I would love, which I don't think will happen, is Nolan Arenado, because I would love to see how Rockies fans
0: would treat him. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't go I don't know what would really happen
1: there, but I think that would be kind of funny. (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. Give me a couple of guys you think, though.
0: I mean – I feel like I have to go with Schwarber at this point. Because I, I, yeah, I do kind of yeah. want the top guys. Like I'm more basic like right. that. But yeah, like I do kinda want the top guys. So Schwarber, I would say I feel like Acuna's probably done it once at this point, but that would be I mean he's I believe he's fifth right now. Yeah. Um I think obviously
1: I, Tatis would be cool. Too. Yeah.
0: I, I did Tatis say anything yet? I want am I making I don't think it up he, has. that he hasn't? Okay, okay.
1: Well, did you hear something? Maybe I no, didn't No, see, it. I, uh,
0: I feel like I thought he said something, but I might just be making it up. Um, God. has and then yeah, maybe I'll just say like Jesse Winker too, unless he's yeah, uh, yeah,
1: I think like Winker and Castellanos, either one of them, I would love to see do it too. Um, I mean, there's so many good guys. You know, another guy I'd love to see do it is Jacob DeGrom, but that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> He'd, He'd end up fucking absolutely hurting himself again. I, I know. He'd definitely hit some bombs, though. Guaranteed.
0: Like Having two, having two pitchers in the derby. No, I would love it. And I'd yeah, just be yeah. petrified what comes next. But, dude, this <laughs> yeah. is good. I mean, we said this is going to be a good derby, though. I mean, Colorado. Yeah. I just want the big names in there. I just want the guys who, like, are actually hitting the bombs. So, I mean, probably, I, mean, yeah. I would think by next week when we're recording, we'll have a yeah. better idea who's in it, but –
1: I just think, though, that, like, I know that Stanton isn't, like, at the top. But, like, I think for a few years in a row, Stanton would have, like, the longest homer. And it was always when he visited Coors Field with the Marlins. Yeah. So, like, I mean, who would hit the farthest homer? Him or Otani?
0: If if Stanton did it. Who do you think? Stanton. You think so? He should I mean, just be, like, dude, a staple like... every year. He should just be in every <laughs> single year. Just...
1: Because, like, I mean, he just hits bombs there, dude. I've seen him hit a homer there to, like the back fucking porch where all the food is like past all the seats it's like dude it's just unbelievable um i think he probably has the longest homer there ever probably like 500 something feet um i'm assuming so i would love for him to do it but i don't know if he will he's done it now how many times probably a few
0: times yeah my guess is he won it once
1: he won it in san diego right i think that was the one year he won it it
0: probably was yeah i think so
1: I think that one, he hit, like, the fucking scoreboard or something, like, way up in, like, left field or something. I mean, I, I don't know. Kind of probably yeah. sound biased. But I think every baseball fan wants to see John Carlos Stanton and the Run Derby, so.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll stick, we'll stick with the – so, getting into what it seems and not what it seems, we'll stick with the, you guys, with the Yanks for a bit. Um, let's talk Garrett Cole. So, Garrett Cole now. His April and May ERA was 1.81, you know, looking like the AC is. Junior A is up to four point six five. He's allowed five earned runs in a few of his starts recently. Well, in starts since May twenty eighth. I mean, what do you think? Like, is this is it the sticky substance issue that's getting to him? Is it just a a slump he's in?
1: Man, I don't know. Like, I think obviously the sticky thing is affecting a lot of pitchers because, like, let's face it probably 90% of pitchers did use it. Like, yeah. even the guys who are getting annoyed about getting checked, some of them probably have used it in the past. Like, let's just be straightforward with it. Whether yeah. it's spider Tac, whether it's sunscreen and rosin, whether it's whatever else they would use. Um, so, obviously, I do think that Cole used it. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say, like, he didn't beca- just because he's Garrett Cole and he's on the Yankees. Like, I think he used it. And, like, Honestly, we've heard guys say they used it. Like Tyler Glass now, again, I mentioned him before, but like he said he used it and he said that might've been a reason why he got hurt because he couldn't grip the ball as good or whatever the reasoning is. I do think that it wasn't just that he went to Houston and they gave him sticky stuff. Because like, remember before that, he was never like the ace. Like he was good with the Pirates. Yeah. But before joining Houston, he had a 3.52 ERA and 8.3 K per nine. Okay. That's not bad. That's, like, pretty solid. Pretty good. But then once he got there, I'm not counting his June 2021 numbers. His Houston and New York numbers is a 2.51 ERA and 12.3 strikeouts per nine. So that ERA is a full number down, and the strikeouts per nine is four up. So, you know, I don't think that it was just the sticky stuff. I really don't. I think this is kind of a slump. Yeah. Because I think it's getting in his head because he had that shitty interview, you know, Mm-hmm. everything fucking bad happened with that and um you know i think like everyone talked about how pittsburgh's pitching coaches taught them to throw sinkers then houston's pitching coaches taught them to throw four seamers up we saw that happen with verlander when he went there um to houston remember that like when i went on that run in august uh in september in the playoffs like he was a big four seam guy and that's what really changed his career around okay. so that happened with Cole as well when he went there the next season like I think it had to do with the pitching coaches and the guys around him helping him out but still the sticky stuff had to be a some kind of effect
0: yeah I, I, I don't would, know what you think yeah I would think so I, I'm leaning more towards a slump I mean in that yeah. he's learning to adjust I mean yeah partially he's learning to adjust without spider attack or whatever he was using Like whatever he
1: used we don't really know exactly what he used but like I'm assuming he, he didn't say he didn't use it in that stupid interview he had. So, obviously, he used something.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think I, I think he figures it out. I, I But, yeah, man, he's been amazing for, like, three years now. So, it's just weird to see him slip. I mean, there was talk for a while that even he was up there with the DeGrom. And right. now,
1: I mean, again, like, right now, his overall ERA this year is, like, 2.3-something. Like, even with this bad month. Yeah. So like, it's not like, it's not like he's out. Like he's still a great top 10 pitcher. I feel like, I don't think he's going to like, unless he pitches like he did this month, the rest of the season, he's a top 10 pitcher. Like, I think he figured it out. Um, Obviously again, like no excuses, but he went against Boston's offense the other day, who has been really good. And like Mm -hmm. Garrett should have pitched way better than that, but you know what, whatever it's Boston. They've been good this year. I think his other bad start was either against Toronto or Tampa, who also obviously has been good. So like, but he pitched like when everything happened with that interview. The next day, he did have a great start against Minnesota. And he got the win. He struck out Donaldson twice. Like, he's he hasn't been like horrible. The the five the two five ERA the two five run games that he let up bloated that that ERA to four point six. If it was like around two or three ones, he probably would have an ERA for June below four. Which yeah. still isn't ace numbers, but like it's better than what it looks like. Um you know, I just think it's a slump, man. I do. I I hope, because if it's not, we just invested in the wrong guy. So
0: yeah. No, I, I think it's a slump too. I mean, yeah. shifting over to another guy um, in that division, Cedric Mullins. So before this year, before twenty twenty one, bad average of two hundred Five seventy seven OPS, only 115 games. Like he's a fairly yeah. young guy. This year though, been 315, 13 homers, 14 stolen bases, 920 OPS. I picked him up in fantasy. He's been killing it. Oh yeah. Uh, he's yeah. leading the league in hits. So yeah. what do you think of him and how legit he is?
1: Um, yeah. So obviously he was a big prospect in Baltimore for a while. He kind of was up and down the past few seasons. Um, like you said, he had two hundred, but that happens to guys when you're first coming up. You're not getting consistent playing time, whatever the case is. I think yeah. he's definitely what it seems. Um, you know, he's making contact all the time, and it's not always power, which is the thing. So, like, he leaves the league in hits. So, like, he's getting infield hits because he's a fast guy. He's getting a mm-hmm. lot of singles, a lot of doubles. Obviously, he's getting some power, though, because his OPS is above 900. I mean, yeah, this guy deserves to be an all-star. And, like, do you know he's currently seventh in AL outfield voting? out of nine like he should be in the top three in my opinion because do you know what the top three is right now in the outfield voting
0: i feel like i'm gonna be trout who's hurt
1: trout who's hurt judge and buxton who's hurt i think so
0: two of the guys in the top three are hurt okay so that would what push mullins up to like fifth technically if you're
1: probably but i still think he should be the top three because he's having, he's probably like the best Baltimore player besides Trey Mancini this year. So,
0: yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think he's legit. His bad average on balls and play is pretty high, it's somewhere like around 360. So, good. that shows he's probably not, he's hitting a little over his head right now. But, I yeah. Mean, yeah, like you're saying, he was a top, he was one of their best prospects, still only 26. Right. So, Yeah, I think the greatest thing about
1: that, too, is that he wasn't even guaranteed a starting role this year. Yeah, Yeah, him and uh, him and Austin Hayes were kind of competing for center field. And Mm. then to start the year, Hayes was on the I.L. So Mullins got it. And uh, he's kind of taking it over now, obviously. Hayes is back, but he's playing the corner now. Mullins is center field every day. So uh, he's been solid, man. I really think he's what it seems. And he'll probably get his first all star game this year, whether it's on the reserve or if he's starting. So uh, a pretty cool story.
0: No, good for him. Oh, wait, yeah. we even mentioned the All-Star Game jerseys. What did you think of them?
1: Uh, I actually haven't seen them. What are they?
0: Oh, they're like pretty first? bad. They're pretty bad. Are I mean, oh, I, you bad. can judge for oh, yourself. Shit. They're like, so now they're going to wear them during the games. Like, they're not just oh, are anymore. They? Um, mm-hmm. hope, Maybe Brian could throw a picture in the video for us. But yeah, they yeah. are like, they're blue. I want to say blue for American League, like Navy for American League and white for national league and they're like polos and they have like the teams like the letters so like Atlanta would be like ATL it just says like ATL it's like the logo it's uh I'll let you I'll let you look at them and then get back to me but
1: yeah I I gotta look at these man that's weird
0: kind of wonky yeah
1: but there's no purple no like it's in Colorado yeah no that's (laughs) man Maybe if enough people don't like him, they'll redo him.
0: (laughs) No, you would hope. I mean, that game's had enough problems already, but I know. I mean, yeah. yeah. But then the last guy I want to talk about today, like Mullen's breaking out, is Freddie Peralta. So before this season, never had an ERA below 3.99. This year, 7 2, 2 2.17 ERA. Basically, been just as good as Woodruff and Burns. I mean, his career at FIP is 3.47. So, shown he's in his career, he's been a little better than his ERA looks, but I mean, what do you think of him? It's been an all star.
1: Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think he's what it seems. I do. Um, you know, he came up, I think, back in like 2017, maybe, mm. and uh, he was okay that year. Then he like dropped off in 2018 and 19. Even last year, he wasn't very good, like we said he's yeah. never had an ERA below like around four. Um, and then, I mean, I I think working with Woodruff and Burns obviously helped him because those two guys are like studs. Oh. They have been now for like over two years, probably. Um, I mean, listen, he's got a 2.17 ERA, like you said, in 12.6 K per nine. Um, that ERA is between Woodruff and Burns and so is the K per nine. So yeah, you know, He's like a solid guy out there, man. And uh, obviously, the, I think the biggest thing here is the FIP. Um, 3.47 career FIP. I mean, like, that means that those years he had to blow to the bloated ERAs, it wasn't really his fault. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think he's definitely what it seems. What do you think?
0: Uh, yeah, no, I, I, th- I agree. I, I think, especially the strikeout numbers make me think he's pretty legit. And, yeah, man, you might have three all-stars in that rotation. The, and nationally yeah. by young race is crazy this year but yeah. i mean they'll
1: potentially get in the all-star game plus hater and williams could potentially be all-stars too with williams kind of turns it around more like he kind of started out weird this year but he's been better for like the past two months i think yeah. hater will definitely be an all-star though too so uh yeah i don't know it's interesting yeah uh so, now we're going to talk about some uh, great pitching performances, the Junk Bowlers of the Week. So, we mentioned this before. Uh, Cubs had that combined no-hitter uh, against the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. So, something kind of interesting about this was that there were so many walks by the Cubs in this game. I don't know if you saw. Like, yeah. Davies went six innings, but he had five walks. So, like, that's why he couldn't finish it himself. His pitch count was, like, over 100, I think, when I took yeah. it. Yeah. Huh. But then, like – to. Tapera came in and had one walk, but no hits or anything, obviously. Then Chafin came in, one inning, one walk, no hits. Kimberl came in, one inning, one walk, no hits. So uh, they had a total of eight walks, but they got the no-hitter. Like, does that make it less to you, like, less important? Like, being they let um, up that many walks?
0: Not necessarily. I remember, I think when Johan Santana threw a no-hitter, he had, like, five or six. Did he have that many? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, man, that Cubs bullpen has been very good this
1: season. Yeah, like we talked about Kimbrell, but the other guys have been solid too. Um, Guys you wouldn't really expect. Like Andrew Chafin, you wouldn't really expect him to be like lights out, but he really has been. So, uh, yeah, good for him. Um, Also, a few days later, I think it was on Sunday Night Baseball, um, Clayton Kershaw against the Cubs. Eight innings, one run, 13 strikeouts. That was vintage Kershaw. I mean, if anyone watched that game, (laughs) that was just lights out so great series you haven't seen that from him in a little while oh yeah for sure uh didn't Bueller pitch pretty well too i don't remember which day I he pitched, so. but yeah uh, um yeah um then on that same day zach wheeler former met against the mets at city field uh yeah. seven innings zero earned runs eight strikeouts um that must have been tough for you to watch he, huh? was, he
0: was the one that got away i mean especially for what is yeah. he getting like 22 million dollars a year yeah that He got away. He's looked great. I mean, yeah, Yeah. season and this season combined, he's looked very good. So,
1: yeah. Um, An interesting game that day, too, was uh, the Tigers against the Astros. We talked about how good the Astros have been. Well, uh, I think Tarek Skubal is how you say his name, I think. Uh, Do you know? I don't know. I think I'm Uh, saying it right.
0: I've um, never. Yeah. But he's
1: a, I know he was a top prospect for Detroit for a while, and uh, he went seven innings, one run, nine Ks in Detroit. Tigers ended up winning that game, so uh, he pitched pretty well. Um, Yeah, that was kind of interesting because Houston's been so good, too. But maybe it's because it's an arm they haven't really seen before. That could be the case. Um, So it started by a young kid there against the Astros, you know, Mm. showing some guts out there. Um, And another guy we talked a lot about is Kyle Gibson. The day before all of those starts, he had a great start against the Royals, seven innings, zero earned runs, ten strikeouts. He only had three base runners, man. Um, So Mm -hmm. That was a pretty good performance. I have him on my fantasy team, so I've been paying attention to him the whole year now.
0: Um, He's been solid. Bro, he's like in his 30s, right? Like, he's never been anywhere near this good in his career.
1: I think he's like 32, maybe, 33, something like that. Maybe even older. I don't know. Um, You know, I've heard a lot of guys talk about how, like, Lance Lynn was on the Rangers last year, and they think that Lance Lynn helped him out a lot because now Gibson has become more of a four-seam guy instead of a two-seam guy, just like Lynn did. So I think that Lance Lynn, as a teammate, really helped him out. Um, Because, like, again, I think his ERA this year is, like, 2.1-something. So, like, he's been really good. Um, Yeah, so we had uh, some good pitching performances. And um, to get into injuries, talk about a a pitcher on the Braves. Really shitty story here. Uh, Mike Soroka, unfortunately, he re-tore his Achilles and requires the same surgery he just had. So that's another year out right now, at least. So, um man, that's a tough one. Even though you're a Mets fan, you got to hate to see that.
0: Yeah, that's a big blow for him. I and mean, they've had a few major injuries or even just absences, especially, I guess, when you consider Ozuna. Losing yeah. Him. But, yeah, man, it sucks. Was he like 23?
1: I think so, yeah. And, like, he was so good his rookie year, too. Yeah. Yeah um so that's really tough man um you remember like him and freed were supposed to be like the guys out there in atlanta and now freed's kind of doing it all alone <laughs> so uh-huh. that kind of sucks for him too
0: yeah no um, it's it's not a super deep rotation so that's a, that's a blow that's yeah sad.
1: yeah another we had another nasty injury uh this one was really unfortunate too we were hoping for the best for josh Naylor. i don't know if you saw this
0: I Josh Naylor. i don't think i want to watch it
1: yeah, dude. So he crashed into Ernie Clement was the guy playing second and Naylor was in right field. And they kind of just like smashed into each other full speed. And then Naylor kind of went flying and like landed on his ankle really weird. Uh, they said he just fractured his leg. I don't know exactly what fractured they didn't really say. So that could be multiple fractures, which would really suck. Uh you know, this guy is supposed to be up and coming for Cleveland. He was pretty good in the playoffs against the Yankees last year, too. He was, like, mm-hmm. the one guy on Cleveland that actually did good against us, like, last year in the wild-card series. Um, I think he's been pretty solid this year, too. So, that was tough, man. It's, you always hate to see injuries like that where there's not really a way around him. Like, it's not like you pull your handy, Like, he's smashing to someone. You're going to get hurt. So
0: Yeah, just got to communicate out there between yeah. the ball, but damn.
1: Oh, yeah. That was tough to watch. Um, Another tough one with a pitcher on the Padres. Denelson Lemet again placed in the IL, right forearm strain. And you, whenever you hear that, you think TJ. And then he's like, he's gone on the IL multiple times this year. Then he comes back. Then he goes back in the IL. Like, imagine where the Padres would be if he was healthy the whole year. They might even be in first.
0: He was great last year. I I think going forward, though, you have if you're San Diego, you gotta just expect he's not gonna be there. And it's still a great rotation without him, but like, yeah, I, I would not rely on him for like the rest of this season or I don't even know this, he can't say. I know
1: I'd hope that they just figure it out. Like, and, and listen, like if he needs TJ, don't keep avoiding it. Just get it over with. So he doesn't have to keep going through this. Like, you know, not that a guy wants to go through that, but like, if that's the answer, don't try other things and then have him go on the IL every other week. Like just get it, get it over with. And he'll be back next year. Like, that's yeah. what I would do, but I don't know if he needs it or not.
0: Yeah. Cause they, um, like as good as he is, they can afford to not have him for a little bit. I mean, what are they on pace right. 95 wins right now without him? So.
1: Yeah. And I mean, their rotation, man, is like Darvish, Snell, Paddock, uh, Musgrove and supposed to be Lamette, but I think Weathers is a kid who's come up and actually been pretty solid as like their fifth starter. So, yeah, you know, again, like, obviously they'd love to have him, but if he's not there, it's not the end of the world. I don't think, um, some good news here. Brandon Nimmo is rejoining the Mets today. Yes, We're recording sir. on Tuesday, so he should be back in action when this comes out, too. Um, against the Braves. I think you guys are playing the Braves, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, he, so He looked like an all-star before he went down. Yeah, was he was hard playing hard great. Down, but.
1: I know. Um, so that was some good news for you guys. Um, some bad news for the Yanks this weekend. Zach Britton was placed on the IL with a left hamstring strain um man he was just out for like the first two months he'd been solid since he got back to this one sucked as if the weekend couldn't have gotten bad enough
0: nah, no to so. that's unfortunate um,
1: yeah it was tough um but you know we always hate to talk about injuries buddy when it happens you gotta talk about it so nah, let's hope bring a Nemo though man for you hopefully he comes back great leadoff guy uh Dude, so what, what will really happen there too is McKinney the everyday center fielder right now is he gonna like push so. McKinney out of there? Okay. Yeah,
0: so I, I would think he moving back to the bench. I mean, yeah, he's been I, good I think, for you guys too. Dude, he has. I, I think, I think I he did. homered
1: last night too, right? Like McKinney, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah,
0: he, he went back to back with Alonzo. I yeah, mean, right. dude, yeah. I once everyone's back, you're looking at a bench of like McKinney, Jonathan Villar, Evan Pilar, um. Jose Peraz has some hits, like yeah, right. Yeah. so I just gotta get the yeah. guys back, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think Nimo is a big on base guy. Yeah, power. I mean, so definitely good to have him back.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and to close out today, we're going to talk about a quick trade that actually just happened this morning. Um, probably about an hour before we started to record. Um, so the Blue Jays and the Marlins made a trade. Um, as we were talking about before, we talked about both of those teams and potential trades. Um, so the Jays are acquiring Corey Dickerson and Adam Simber from the Marlins for Joe panic and a minor league pitcher to be named later. So hmm. uh, like before looking into the numbers, what do you think about this trade?
0: First thoughts? Like do the blue Jays even have room for Dickerson in their outfield? I feel like it's packed already.
1: Yeah. So I was thinking about that, too. One thing that is they didn't talk about, really, is that Dickerson is currently on the I.L. He's uh, supposed to come back kind of soon, though. Um, I think they did this, though, because they have a surplus of right-handed outfielders. Like, if you think about their team, it's Guriel, Grichik, Springer, and Teoscar Hernandez are the yeah. four outfielders there. One mm-hmm. of them is probably going to be dh now a lot. So I think this either opens up a spot to trade one of them and plug dickerson to the outfield or just put dickerson in at dh or like have have like them platoon or maybe i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen but um obviously springer's playing and i think it's obvious that teoscar hernandez is gonna play because he's having an all-star season he would probably be an all-star yeah um i mean grich has been good too and like he's the center fielder right now what are you gonna do sit him like i don't even know what's been happening since springer came back but i don't know what the deal is over there um like they're all good. And like Dickerson is but Dickerson's left-handed. So like, that is the key. I think he's got to play because you yeah. wouldn't have acquired a left-handed outfielder. If you're not going to play him, and you're just going to play all the righties, like that doesn't really make sense.
0: True. True. Um, and they got a, they got a pitcher too, right?
1: Yeah. So Adam Simber has been on like four teams now, which is pretty crazy. He's only like 25. Hmm. Um, he was on San Diego. Then he was on Cleveland and Miami and now Toronto. Um But I think he's, like, a side armor. I think he kind of throws a little weird, which is good luck for the bullpen. Obviously, for Toronto, it'll help him out. Um, In his career, he's had a 3.69 ERA. This year, he's having his best season ever. He's got a 2.88 ERA so far. Um, He doesn't Mm -hmm. have, like, the high strikeout numbers, but I think that's because he's a side armor and he throws a lot of sinkers. So he's not, like, meant to have the strikeouts. Like, he's meant to get, like, ground balls and double plays and shit like that. Um, Right. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Again, yeah, I think like Dickerson is probably the main part. Even though Toronto needs help in the bullpen, I think they just wanted to get more lefties in their, on their team because like the guy involved, Joe Panic was lefty. But I think Dickerson's a better player than him. Um, over his career, Dickerson has hit 282. He's got 124 total homers and an 816 OPS. Um, he was an all-star back in 2017 with Tampa. And then he won a gold glove in left field with the Pirates in 2018. So, like, that's why I would assume he's not just going to DH. Like, he's won a gold glove before. So, um, you know, that's the interesting part about that. We'll see what happens if this means the Jays are going to trade somebody else, one of the other outfielders, or what's going to happen here. Um, and again, obviously, we talked about the Marlins. Like,
0: it's yeah, like a Blue Jays trade, but. But why did Miami make this deal? I mean, so you got Panic, and you said Marley Pitcher to be named later. Yeah, it's kind
1: of. So I think that like, I think the the Marlins aren't like giving up necessarily. I don't think. Like I think Panic is going to fill in at third right now. I'm assuming because Brian Anderson is still out, and he was actually just placed on the sixty day IL a couple weeks ago from the ten. So I think he's going to be out for like at least another month. And Panic has played a lot of third for Toronto. Obviously, he's known for playing second base, but he's played a lot of third base over there last year and this year. Um, You remember him on the Mets, too. He played some third for the guys, I feel like, too. Yeah. Um, And I think he'll probably plug in as the everyday third baseman right now because Anderson's out. I don't even know who's been playing third over there, but, like, their infield, they still have Aguilar. I mean, that's not a bad infield. They have... let's say panic is at third they have panic rojas chisholm and aguilar in the infield like that's not a bad
0: infield um
1: and like listen i you know panic has kind of dropped off a little bit he's a career 268 hitter though um he's a career 711 ops and he was a world series champ remember back in 2014 his rookie season right um he was an all-star the following year and then he won a gold glove the next year so he's a solid defender um He's won a World Series, so he could probably help out some of the young guys over there in Miami, even, let's say, if they try to just trade a lot of guys, if they fall out completely. Um, you never know, though. I don't know. Do you think it's... I feel like it's more lopsided toward Toronto, though. I really do.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't really like this trade for Miami at all. I mean, I yeah, no. you're, you're right. Panic's kind of like a stopgap at third base. Right. A pitcher be named later tells me it's probably not good, like a top prospect. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I... At least right now, I think Toronto definitely got the better side of this
1: deal. Yeah. Um, and, again, I, I don't think Toronto's done, man. I don't. Um, obviously, this helps them out a little bit with the bullpen, yeah. but they need starters, like we said. And, uh, you know, let's say you send out Gritchick and Gurriel, you get a pitcher. That could happen. Mm. So, uh, if you send them both out, you can get a pitcher for each of them probably, or if you get some prospects in with each deal too. Um, so, We'll see. I think that they tried to open the door to be able to trade other guys to get pitchers. I think that's what they're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. Not that they don't think Gritchick or Gurriel are good, but they realize the needs that they have. And, like, I think having a left-handed outfielder to go along with Springer and Hernandez, and if you trade Gritchick or Gurriel, that kind of works out perfectly if you get a pitcher that really helps you guys out. You know, so uh, I think that's the thought process there. But, um,
0: yeah, because they'll be deep enough to do it, yeah, with as far as as far as. Yeah let go! Yeah, yeah, definitely want to keep an eye on Toronto the next few yeah. weeks.
1: Yeah, and hey, I think this was probably the biggest trade so far
0: um, yeah. this year since the off season, of course. So uh,
1: you know, I think we'll see some more. We're gonna be talking about some big trades the next few weeks, obviously. And um, deadline day is coming up, man. Probably about it's about a month from
0: now. It's July thirty first. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, that that about wraps up for us. We'll be back next week. Um, we'll be enjoying the Subway Series this weekend. But, yeah. yeah, sounds good. We'll see you guys next week. Yep,
1: see you guys. Have a good Fourth of July, too.